Well, welcome to Christmas here at Emmanuel. What an amazing time of worship, singing already. And welcome to a 2,000 plus year old birthday party. How many like birthday parties? Well, that's exactly what you've come to today. And around the world, there are so many different traditions at this time of year. Your family might have certain traditions and other people have different traditions. I was over hearing people talk about traditions today and some that uh, stay with their family and they all have pajamas all, the, all day long and they all wear the same kind of pajamas. Other people, they eat a certain kind of food or they celebrate on Christmas Eve or they celebrate on Christmas morning. Some people give a whole lot of presents and some people say, I'm gonna go serve at a local uh, kitchen to help those who are homeless. I've seen so many different stories and that's just locally, but think about around the world for all the special, the music that we heard tonight and uh, all that music that was sung there is something powerful about it, and there were actually multiple languages represented in those songs. So it was English and Spanish. It was a, a form of one of the Indian dialects, and it was also Russian sung. And it means it's happening all around the world, celebrating Jesus. And I know this, one thing that can be found anywhere you go is singing. People will sing at Christmas because something in the human soul wants to reach out to that which is eternal. And there is a song to Christmas. Now, I uh, did some research this week, and there's lots of what's your top 20 Christmas songs of all time. And I came up with and saw a list of the top 20 Christmas carols of all time, the OG version. The, uh, the, the original gangster version. There is the old timers version. Uh, not just whatever's been popular on the pop radio, but what has stood the test of time. And the top uh, 10 went, Silent Night, O Come All Ye Faithful, 12 Days of Christmas, Do You Hear What I Hear, The Little Drummer Boy, Joy to the World, The First Noel, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Deck the Halls, O Christmas Tree. And then the next 10 were, We, we Three Kings, God Rest Ye, Merry Gentlemen, O Oh, holy night, away in a manger, go tell it on a mountain. Hark the herald angels sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel. What child is this? Angels we have heard on high, O little town of Bethlehem. What did I miss? There's probably a whole bunch of songs that perhaps you remember, and they're all wrapped up within the expression of this incredible birthday party, if you will. The melody of the heart is the expression of the soul in Christmas through music. Music can take you somewhere. It can have a rhythm to it. Nature itself has a melody. It's something that we get in sync with. The heart actually beats at a particular rhythm. Bum, 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 bum. And it has a rhythm of music to it, if you will. And these songs at Christmas are a way of connecting to a deeper eternal reality that is far more than just parties, and presence. So to help me speak tonight, I've asked Pastor John Carlos to help me share the story of Christmas throughout my message with a few of the songs of Christmas. Would you give it up for Pastor John Carlos? Thank you. And the truth be known, I don't want to mess up the songs uh, along the way, and he does it so well. The number one song on the list was the song Silent Night. 
And we're not going to sing the whole thing, but why don't we sing a little bit of it, Pastor John Carlos? I'll tell you, this came out of a period of time in 1818 where a church was gathering together and the church organ went out. It broke. The church had been flooded, and this is in Europe. And so the priest went to one of his parishioners who had a poem and asked if they could sing this at that time because they didn't have any other music. So that's the origin of Silent Night. It was a silent night, but it wasn't silent once they began to sing. Turn to the person next to you and say, you can sing. <laughs> you can sing. Here we go. Silent night, holy night, all is calm and all is bright round young virgin mother and child holy infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly So glad you can do that part that goes up a little higher. That's really good. Silent night. Silent night. Holy night. And shepherds quake at the sight. Glory stream from heaven afar heavenly hosts sing alleluia and Christ the Savior is born Christ the Savior more verse. Let's go ahead and go for it. Silent night. Come on, y'all sing it out. Holy night. Son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy with the dawn of redeeming grace. Yes. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Oh, yeah, isn't that good? What is that song all about? Yeah, put your hands together. I love that song. We get to sing it together. What's that song all about? It's really lifted from the story of the power of the story of Jesus' birth. It's not just a cute narrative or a cute fiction story. It is rooted in eternal matters. And in Luke chapter 2, I want to read to you what it says about that moment. Luke chapter 2 
starting with verse 1. At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. This is that moment, the story of Christmas is a story of a gift from God to us. God initiates this whole thing. Nobody was looking for it. Nobody was thinking it was going to happen. But God took the first step. That's what John chapter 3, verse 16 says. For this is how God loved the world. He gave. Everybody say gave. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You see, God loves the world and he loves the world. So what does he do with that love? He gives. That's the heartbeat of our father in heaven. To give at Christmas is to follow the lead of God the father. This is why we give because he first loved us and he loves the world. That means he loves every type of of person. He loves every, in fact, turn to the person next to you and say, he loves you too. (laughs) And God in this story goes all in. Any poker players in the house? You used to not be able to admit that in church. (laughs) He took all the chips and he put them to the middle of the table. He emptied his savings and all of his retirement. He went all in with this one initiative, and it was called the birth of his son. Before we had decided to respond and say yes, or we would decline him, God went first and he went all in, Romans 5, 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. It's amazing to me if you step back from all the stories you already know, Christmas may be perhaps one of them, and consider the fact that God went first, that he showed you love first, that he cared about you before you cared about him, that he went all the way, he went all in. And what we see in the birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 2 is, is that it is a comprehensive move. It's not just for one moment, but it's a comprehensive move, meaning it includes all of this. Jesus' birth, and then as you see and you follow through the Gospels, his death and his resurrection and his return. He didn't just come to be born. He came to live and then die for us and then be risen from the grave at one point to give all of us hope. He went all in ahead of time for you and for me, for all of your life, before you accepted him or declined him. And this is what I want you to catch today. And this is actually the title of the entire message. 
There is a divine strategy to reach you. God has a strategy for your life. Some of us might think that we're random, that things just happen, or that somehow God picks other people than us. But the truth is, his strategy is to reach you at any point of your story. He knows you best, and his gift is revealed in the Gospels. When Jesus would tell stories, he would talk about lost things, the lost son, the lost coin, the lost treasure, because he was interested in reaching people. He had a strategy for anyone in society. You might think, oh, religion and the story of Jesus is only for religious people who are evangelical Christians who have always gone to church. Not true. Actually, his strategy is for anyone everywhere on the planet. He knows our stories and the birth of Jesus is his strategy. See, we might think, well, we need to come up with a better plan and a better economic policy, or maybe there's a better leader somewhere that has a different form of government that will fix things. But listen, no matter what government has come into the world, no matter what economic strategy there is, no matter what new job that you get or new spouse that you find, I can tell you this, it isn't working without Jesus. But you stick Jesus into the middle of the story, and he knows how to make Humpty Dumpty come back together again. Can I get an amen to that? Ultimately, the final act was to die on a cross because he wanted us to have reconnection with our Father. And I want you to consider that, you know, even as we have uh, on the platform a, a stable, who knows if it was a, a cave, as some scholars might think, or at somebody's back a garage, if you will. But I want you to consider that this mother who held her baby how many moms do I have in there today? This mom who held her baby would also one day watch him die on a cross. And a mother's love never leaves her kids. And she was holding the son of God and it was the beginning point. It was an announcement that would result in one day him dying for the sins of the whole world. And the good news is, she also got to see him when he was resurrected. Three days later, Jesus would come alive. This baby we celebrate would bring us hope. So what is it about this baby, this child, the 18th rated Carol in the OG list, was what child is this? What child is this? Pastor JC, can you help me with this one? What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch our keeping. This, this is Christ the King. Whom shepherds God and angels haste to bring him long the babe, the son of Mary. So there's a baby in this story. How many like babies? How many know that they keep you up in the middle of the night too, right? Let's talk about you as a baby. 
What did you look like when you were a baby? Have you seen any of your pictures? It's fun when uh, we have kids and we start looking at our kids and then we look back at our photos and we wonder if our kids look like us. And uh, I know that sometimes spouses joust a little bit and they go, well, when he acts like this, he's like you. (laughs) And all the good attributes are more like me, right? Jesus was a baby, and you were once a baby. And wrapped up in your birth, your parents might have wanted you. They might have planned for you. Or you could have been a surprise, an oops. And some weren't wanted. Did you know that Jesus was a surprise to his parents? They didn't know he was coming. And it says in Matthew, because God had to intervene with Mary's fiance, Joseph. It says this, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet, was Isaiah, who said, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary to be his wife. Now, Jesus' mom was not married. And God sends an angel to keep Joseph from leaving her. And he tells Joseph this was God's plan all along. The Holy Spirit had done the miraculous. I want you to consider the fact that even before the the news hit them, God had planned this moment out. And I believe that God has planned your moments out as well. That you might be disappointed. You might be worried about the moment of life that you find yourself. You might be disappointed with the family of origin that you came of. You might not even have been raised feeling like you were loved or wanted. But I want you to know there's a larger part of the narrative of that little baby that was born years ago. You. You see, God had a design, a divine strategy for you. He cares about you, and he's bigger than Mary's questions. In fact, when Luke uh, shows the same part of the story, it shows the vantage point of the angel speaking to Mary. And and he tells Mary, don't be afraid. This is what's going to happen. And her response was to sing. It's what many call now the Magnificat, where she just sang out to the Lord. Something deep within her says, I don't understand this, but I accept your plan for my life. See, God is bigger than all of her questions, and God is bigger than all of your questions, too. The one thing is certain, you are not a mistake to God. You matter. Every 
baby human being is formed and shaped by God. That's what Psalm 139 says. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Say that with me. You saw me before I was born. Say it again. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book and every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God. They cannot be numbered. This is a powerful truth about your life. That God had a plan for you, and it started before you were born. You have a purpose. Without the creator, your purpose can feel empty. You can chase things, and it's like grabbing a puff of smoke. You never reach it. But when you find Jesus, you find something super powerful. The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you found out why. Those are the most important days. And Jesus provides the way back to your original purpose. What the birth of Jesus announces is that anything is possible. No matter how you were conceived or whether or not you felt wanted or loved or by earthly parents, no matter what you've done since you were born, you can have joy because Jesus is born. You can have it. And that's why there's the song Joy to the World. See, there's joy to us because joy is available to anyone and everyone in any point of their story. You can have hope. Are you ready to sing with me, church? Here we go. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and he heaven heaven nature sing joy to the earth joy to the earth the savior reigns let all their songs Employ while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sound. He rules the world, he rules the world. Come on, with truth and grace. And makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his He rules the world with truth and grace, makes the nations prove. Listen, 
every one of us all around the world can receive the joy of the Lord. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. This is good news for you, for your family, for your friends. There is a divine strategy for your life. God put things in motion long before you were born. And Jesus' birth is good news for you and for me. There is a possibility. There is hope because of him. Worldwide, think of this. Millions of people have found a way to the Father through Jesus. In towns and villages and countrysides and cold and warm climates, there is a song rising in people's hearts to look at the Son of God for our hope. No matter what is happening on the earth, wars and, and, and politics and economies or climate, Jesus is here. And his titles are Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And you can look to him and know that God went all in for you. He went all in for you. Would you stand with me today? You can look to him. It's good news for every one of us. Perhaps you've gone through a crazy year. If you were to look back at 2022, you might be like, I have no idea how I survived this year. Maybe some of those things that you went through, there were obstacles and trials. Maybe you caused them. And you need to know that Jesus is still the divine strategy for you. You chase other strategies and they end up empty. But if you find Jesus, not only can you have been born once, you can be born again. There can be a new beginning, a new start, a fresh start to anybody in here. If you've walked with Jesus, I want you to know that he's never given up on you, even when you jetted on him. Maybe you came to church today and you're like, I got drugged to church. Somebody made me come to church. I wasn't planning on coming to church. Or maybe you joined online and somebody's watching in a living room right now and you're like, I want to go do something else, but I just, I had to watch church because my mom made me to do it or whatever. But I want you to know this, wrapped up in even in the moment that you're in, you need to recognize that God has a divine strategy for you. You are never too far gone. That his love extends to a thousand generations. And on his birthday, his love, his heart, his mind isn't on you singing to him. It's on his insight and love for you. That he cares for you. Would you close your eyes wherever you are at today? love to pray for people today, those of you that have walked with Christ, and I'm, I'm going to pray with, for you in a moment, but first, there are some of us here today that you're away from Jesus. Either you've never given your life to Christ, you've never received that divine strategy, you've never put your faith and your hope and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and today is your moment. You don't have to understand all of it, but you do need to look and to surrender to Christ. You need to give your life to Jesus and put your hope in him, his strategy for your life. And maybe you've come to church and this is your moment. You need to 
respond. Or maybe you once walked with God, but you got so far away, you're like the prodigal son, and it's time for you to come back home, and you need to come back to Jesus. In either case, if you need to come to faith in Jesus or come back to him, I want to pray with you on this Christmas, and it will make Jesus' heart so happy because he's waiting for you because he's into lost things, and he's thinking about you. And if that's you, can you just put your hand up and say, Pastor Nate, I need to come back to Jesus, or I need to put my faith in him for the first time. Yeah, yes, 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 yeah, yes. I love it. Yes, there's a dozen people today already given, saying yes, they can hear Jesus. Mm. I want to lead you in a prayer if you raised your hand or you wanted to, or maybe you clicked it online and raised your hand online. I want to pray with you because I believe that heaven is listening for your voice. I'll give you words to pray and I'll lead you in a prayer, but you mean it from your own heart. And I believe that God will hear your voice as you respond to him. Just pray this prayer out loud after me and everybody else you can join in as well. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came to the earth. You lived a sinless life. And then you died on the cross for my sin. Today, I surrender to you. Please forgive me of looking somewhere else for my hope. I choose to turn and follow you for the rest of my life. And I ask you to make me new, to be born again in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Somebody give the Lord some praise today. Amen. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer, uh, I don't know your story, but I know this. God is intensely watching you. And I want to see you win on the journey of faith. I want to see you continue on that journey. And uh, we want to help you as a church as much as we can. And In the back of the seat in front of you, there's a little connect card that's yellow. If you could fill that out before you leave and just say, hey, I I give my life to Christ. And you can give it to one of our prayer teams available at the end. Or you want to give it to one of the pastors or somebody that's at the door. We just want to stay on the journey with you as you follow Jesus. And uh, do your best to follow him. We believe this isn't the last day you're talking to Jesus. This is the first of many days of talking to Jesus. One more time, give it up for those that gave their life to Christ today. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm so happy. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to sing together. But first of all, I just want to say thank you to all the middle schoolers, high schoolers from the youth ministry that slipped in here tonight. I know that we transitioned. Thank you for coming in here. You guys are awesome. Um, And uh, I want to say thank you to all the guests that came. This is your first night, and perhaps you've never been to our church before. I want to invite you to come back. We'd love to have you worship with us again. Um, But I want to pray for everyone here because I believe that all of us can have a renewed sense of hope on the birth of Jesus. There is a strategy for your family. There is a divine strategy for your marriage that if we can lean into it, that we can receive divine help for this season of our life. And I don't know about you, but I want everything that God has for me. 
And I want that for your life as well. And, uh, and we're going to pray and, and then we're going to sing together as we close out the night. But if you want that divine strategy released in your life or in your family, just lift your hands up to heaven right now. Father, we just come before you. And I thank you, Lord, that before all the things that we've gone through in our life, all the highs and the lows, the words that were spoken to us. Sometimes uh, people have said horrible things to us and it wounded us, it hurt us. But I thank you, Lord, that before even those words were spoken, you were inside our mother's womb and shaping and forming us. Your purposes are not taken away because of what somebody else said to us. I thank you, Lord, that you have a way through the divine strategy of weaving together everything for the good. And today, we ask, oh God, that Lord, that you would turn your face and look at your people and you would shine your light. And Lord, that the announcement of the birth of Jesus would not just be historical, but all the promises of the Messiah, the healing work, Lord, in physical bodies, the release of the supernatural to Lord, bring peace to hearts that have no peace. I pray God that Lord, the capacity to build homes and families under the, uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I pray, God, that all of that would be felt and known amongst those that are under the sound of my voice today. And I pray, God, that your blessing, your divine strategy would be, Lord, released in our life. And if we're off track, we pray, oh God, that you would turn us, that you would bend our hearts towards those things, Lord, that you want us to do. We want our answer to be yes when you say go right or left. And we thank you, Lord, as we behold the Lamb, that, Lord, the Lamb of God is here in this moment. Lord, we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We pray that you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Check out emmanuelcc.org for faith resources, how to get plugged into community, or to join us live on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We are so excited to see what God is going to do. The best is yet to come.